0: Hello and welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast where we reflect and dissect the movies of the past decade. I'm Jack Draper, and uh, with me making all the best, Ty Hartford. Uh, What have you been watching recently? Anything good?
1: Uh, Besides the film of discussion today? Let's see. (laughs) Wheel of Time, Amazon Prime. It's an interesting Mm. fantasy. I wouldn't say it's... uh, up to par with you know the standard of game of thrones that's probably a controversial mm. statement um but yeah i mean that's a that, good one
0: that's like the big game of thrones inspired
1: yeah amazon's yeah. trying to uh, match that i guess mm. yeah and um, the only
0: thing that i know about it is that it's uh created by survivor alum rafe judkins <laughs>
2: Wow! Uh, He was on season
0: eleven, Guatemala.
3: Oh, real! I did not know this, and I'm like a big Survivor fan. I had no idea. Wow! Interesting.
0: Um, he's he's one of my favorites to like only play once. I don't know. (laughs) Like he he doesn't have like much of a character, but he's one of those people that is very pleasing to watch on screen because he's so such a hero. Hero, carry. Yeah, Kara, what do you think of the season
3: of Survivor? Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm I'm really enjoying it, but we should probably not get too off topic because I'll be talking about that for an hour. But we can talk about this, it. we can discuss this is that true. privately. But this I, is true. I, I'm
0: I, I'm initiating something that should not be.
3: Yeah, uh, I so so yeah. I'll just say like in one sentence or two sentences or whatever. I've. I, I was dubious about it at the beginning because of all the twists, but I think it's so well cast that it's really starting to work for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Um, but yes, thank you for, for stopping me. <laughs> um, for, for myself, I recently caught up with a movie that I believe is unfairly maligned this year and it's called house of Gucci. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, yes! I think it's Is that fantastic. maligned? Um, I, I I I would say it's more maligned than isn't maligned I um, I, yeah. I
3: would say that unfairly maligned is correct because the people who are negative about it are negative about it in really just like nitpicky ways like yeah. I don't if you saw the trailer and you were expecting something else then that's a new problem <laughs> not a Ridley really yeah. Scott problem
0: It it reminds me of when the counselor came out like yes. the, the trailer is kind of like the finished product um Yeah but I, I'm, I'm one that's kind of like, I don't know if I should say uh, pro Leto. Um, I, I kind of like what he's doing in the movie. Yeah, so, yeah,
3: yeah. My, my yeah. take on Leto. Not in life. In House of Gucci was that that's the only time I've ever liked him, and his yes, face I is do. completely obscured, which probably has something to do with it.
0: <laughs> I, I enjoy what he's doing here much more than in the little things. Yeah. Um. And it's I just was a fun say...
3: movie.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's good. It's about how ridiculous and silly rich people are. <laughs> yeah. Um, Carrie, well, how about yourself?
3: Oh, what am I watching? Um, I just finished watching season one of Foundation on Apple TV Plus or whatever the fuck they call that these days. Um, I... I wasn't super excited about it in the beginning. I'm not much of a sci-fi person. I, I like I like sci-fi, but I'm not like, like I feel like Foundation is like really, really sci-fi. Yeah. Um, like really inside baseball sci-fi stuff. Mm. Um, but my boyfriend really wanted to watch it because he's a fan of the book. And I ended up really, really enjoying it. It's really, really dark. Um, but I was, I ended up being really surprised by it. And my God, that has got to be one of the most expensive shows that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's
0: Yeah. Like Apple TV has like so much money, but they just spend it on. I'm just
3: like, every time I watch it, I'm just like every single scene, every single new scene I say out loud, Oh my God, this is so expensive. And Lee (laughs) Lee Pace is really, really good in it. All these people fucking love Lee Pace these days. They clearly haven't seen Halt and Catch Fire, and they haven't been watching Foundation, or else all these people would be tweeting about Lee Pace playing all these clones. So, I I would highly recommend Foundation, I really liked it. Now, correct
1: me me if I'm wrong, but at one point, he takes his shirt off, because I watched the series too, Mm -hmm. he takes his shirt off at one point, and I realized he does not have a belly button, correct?
3: He does not, this is correct, yeah. Yeah, Uh, I I thought that was notable. Lee Pace is Kyle XY, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> i can't take credit for that i think i saw someone say that on twitter like the day that episode came out where he's like walking in the desert
1: kyle xy yeah. man that's we all remember yeah. where we were where
3: yeah we we certainly do
0: <laughs> yeah um but yeah apple, apple tv like they they just they gave us two tom hanks movies in like the past two years since like wild um yeah but, um them. yeah um, yeah, let yeah. Okay. On quick jumps, you guys, this is a big one. This is a really, really big one. It is a big um, one. A Another big one
3: big. where we all remember where we were, I think.
0: <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, this is true. Totally. Um. It, it was also on a, on a marathon in Cartoon Network, right, Carrie? And Lake Paddington.
3: Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's, yes. that's how I first watched it. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, how did you how did you first come across it? What was the, what was your first time with Uncut Gems like?
3: Um, the first time I saw it, I saw it opening night in the theaters at the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn, New York, and I had the pleasure of um, filling out a CineScore card at the end of the movie when I was walking out, and I gave it all perfect scores, <laughs> nice. um, as I'm sure did everyone else in the theater. But I do remember my first Uncut Gems experience because, so I went with my friend, um, you know her from Twitter probably, Emmy Potter came with me. and friend of the pod. Yeah, friend of the pod, Emmy Potter. Hello, Emmy. Um, And next to me, but not to her, was a couple, a teenage couple, probably 16, 17. There's nothing wrong with being 16, 17. But... (laughs) they were definitely expecting a different Adam Sandler movie. Like yeah. <laughs> these kids, these kids were expecting Hubie Halloween um, and they got uncut gems. And so I think mm. that they were very confused and they were like talking and checking their phones. And I have, I had to like report them like two times and they almost got kicked out. Um, and then wow. at the end, the girl like apologized. And I was like, it's a little too late for that. You were texting like the whole movie. Um, so so even though, usually when I have an experience in a movie theater, when someone is texting or doing something distracting, um, it ruins the experience of the movie for me. So I usually see it again. But even though I did end up seeing Uncut Gems in theaters again, it did not ruin my experience with the movie because I just fucking loved it so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a press screening or one of, one of those times no, no. that it just, um, it was like a- I wasn't invited
3: to a press screening for that. It was just, no, it was just like a Friday night showing at like 7.30 nice. PM or it was a normal, normal ass. With the public. Yeah, with yeah. the public. I mean, God, if t- teenagers were at were at a press screening-
0: Oh, that's, yeah, I didn't think about that,
3: yeah. That would be, <laughs> that would be wild. Um, yeah. And I would maybe consider pivoting careers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you saw 16 17 year
0: olds yeah yeah uh, fellow critics
3: i'm like yeah Um, Yeah. so yeah that was that was my first experience and honestly i i think i've said this on another podcast before but i think uncut gems might be like legitimately one of my favorite movies of all time
0: amazing yeah I, i think that instant um that that instant reaction uh that this is an all-timer a lot of people had and it's like Mm. rightfully so like this is it kind of cemented itself immediately and like a lot of 2019 movies that we've done like portrait or parasite or uh, little women it was a good year little women yes um and it's so fascinating to think like it it was only two years ago but it feels i mean the pandemic certainly has nothing to do with it but it it feels like so long ago um it feels like a 2013 movie right in terms of like how far away we are yeah um yeah definitely Something like that yeah ty how about yourself with their first
1: time. Um So I, before Uncut Gems, I had already seen, um, I saw Good Time in Theater when that came out and was pretty wowed by it. Love that one. Um, and so then leading up to Uncut Gems, I had heard that those same guys were making a movie with Sa- uh, Sandler so i was definitely very hyped for it looking forward to it and right before that release i went back and watched their first two films um daddy long legs and uh what was the other one
2: pleasure I, heaven
1: knows what mm. um so i watched those 2 rewatched good time and then saw uncut gems in the theater i i think opening weekend and yeah, I loved it right away, but I hadn't uh, rewatched it again until now. So it was a a very exciting rewatch, I will say. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, great movie. And as uh, as big of an NBA fan as I am, as much as uh, you know, as movies, I would say this is just a collision of my passions, and it's like the perfect mm-hmm. experience. So definitely one of my favorites now too.
0: Yeah, it's one of those made for you, and you and you, you now you know about like all those alternations they had with the different basketball players. like yeah. Kobe Bryant and Marsha Meyer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. And also like obviously it's well known sort of like how long this took to make now, and to see the different versions of Howard Ratner with like um, Sasha Baron Cohen and Jonah Hill, you can see that movie, but it's like this is like something radically different and exciting.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I I I think that. Sandler's casting is really important because he just embodies that type that like neurotic New York type guy in a way that mm. I'm sure Jonah Hill and Sasha Baron Cohen could have done but I think that because of what like our rela- pre-existing relationship with Adam Sandler kind of plays into it in a way that it would not have with Jonah Hill or Sasha Baron Cohen, you
0: know? -hmm. Yeah, 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 certainly. And and we certainly have pre-existing relationships with those two. But I think this with with Sandman, like they had such a clear understanding, uh, much, much more, I think, than what what we could have gotten. Um, As for myself, I saw this with a group of friends day after Christmas um i could not and the day after uh i saw little women so it was kind of like um the last movies of the decade for for, mm-hmm. for myself and I, I was just like pumped could not wait i was a huge fan of the Safties. um like Ty, i saw good time in theaters uh we've done an episode on that with sally dar uh when this came out actually because um, before we were fully committed with the guest choice format of the show it was we tried to think like okay maybe we tie in new releases, um, with, uh, something that they've done previously in the decade.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then, then we came up with the idea of Lady Bird when little women came out and good time when this came out. Um, yeah, we, we just all, we all loved it and and we like went to Chick-fil-A after and like, we were just like, <laughs> so crazy about it. Like we were the ones screaming about gems and Chick-fil-A, uh, those lunatic, we were lunatics, um, and sort of like care okay, talking about the teens next to you there were also teens next to me that were just like but they were loving it they were actually the complete opposite and I don't know if um the girlfriend I think it was like a girlfriend boyfriend situation where they were on a date that the girl didn't know what she was in for when when the boy took her to to see it and she was just like
2: what am I watching
0: (laughs) And, and like um you know when uh Howard was shot at the very end they were just so into it. And, and, um, yeah, like I, I, like my friend and I were like grabbing each other, like, are you seeing this? Um, yeah, it was, it was just like, this is exactly what we, what we knew, um, what we're in for. And I, and I feel like we were the complete opposite of like a general public audience, um, at the time. And, and, uh, since this, I've, I've gone back to the Zafdi's and I've completed their, their whole catalog, like pleasure of being robbed. I just saw yesterday. And heaven knows what, and Daddy Longlegs, and even Letty (laughs) Cook, like the movies that they made in between this when they were trying to get made, also great.
3: Stop it! Yeah. No. (laughs) Okay, he's fine.
0: (laughs) No, no, we invite this. Um, (laughs) like like Bill Cosby's cat. It's you know (laughs) we love the appearances. Um, and yeah, this is this is sort of like instantly iconic by like the different Twitter memes and, well, it was, and like it a, was, a, a it, character that's made of holy original cloth is yeah. really something unique.
3: It was even like iconic by the time like the first trailer came out with that Furby True. necklace. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just like already <laughs> like seeped like deep into at, at least
0: that first the culture premiere.
3: that least, I yeah. exist in online. It, it de- Like I, I I guess because of my like the kind of world I exist in, both like in the real world and online, it probably feels more popular than it was mainstreamly, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I like, I really have no grasp if like other people were as excited about this movie as ever, as myself and everyone else I know who tends to be interested in this kind of stuff. But it seems like it was because even my boyfriend's dad saw it.
1: I would mm. say yes and no because yeah. I think an, another interesting thing to talk about is yeah I agree like it was a one of the big Twitter movies we had I think was the year before A Star Is Born where it was like yes, 2018 yeah. okay yeah I think that they're kind of like similar in that way mm-hmm. um, but then you think about it, like it didn't translate it all over to the Oscars and it's like how did that happen like you watch that again and it's like how was Sandler not even nominated mm.
3: well god who who fucking won best actor
1: yeah i can't remember um this was two years ago yeah <laughs> how do i not well, well, well it was uh phoenix for joker oh
3: well
0: oh, mm, yeah. no. he,
3: yeah. honestly if, yeah. if, if if
0: i was if, gonna say rami malek but yeah no
3: rami like, malek was yeah. 20, 20, 20, years 20, years before, 20 yeah because yeah. yeah. he beat bradley cooper which is my biggest gripe mm. um yeah. So, my biggest personal thing. Um, yeah. And he'd he, um, um, Adam Driver <laughs> for Marriage Story as well. So, or was Marriage God, now I don't even know what year. Marriage Story was
0: 2019.
3: 2019? Yeah. See, I, th- I feel like if Joker had not come out then sandler probably would have been nominated for uncut gems and then adam driver probably would have won best actor so mm. in many ways we yeah. would be living in a better society um in my <laughs> the opinion. pandemic would
0: not have happened uh, no.
3: i i can't say that but i think that we might just be in a better place um or at least mm. i would be in a better place mentally um if joker had just never come out but we won't make this a podcast about that um but yeah but yeah it it is really interesting that uncut gems didn't get anything because it was i felt like it did feel like a year where some of the smaller films that are very critically successful were rewarded um but i guess but not uncut gems guys no thanks um which is pretty upsetting because it definitely was deserving of a lot, but I also feel like at the same time, a lot of the things that did get nominated or rewarded at that Oscar ceremony did deserve what they got. It's mm. just like unfortunate. Like that Tony to Banderas this. for
1: *Pain and Glory* was really well. Amazing, was, yeah. Yeah. Was that the parad- uh *Parasite* year too? Parasite was, year, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so.
3: So, so, so it's like, like, it, it it sucks that *Uncut Gems* didn't get any of the love there, but then if it did, then what would have not that's true. Have gotten it? And and, that's and sounds that sounds like whole... that's such a bad sentence, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm.
0: And that whole Oscars was was kind of like bland and predictable, aside from Parasite, that it was really like neck and neck with
3: 1917. Mm-hmm. Up until Oh, go- oh God, that one. I, that's <laughs> one I completely blocked out of my memory. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hmm that's really a movie I don't think about at all <laughs> with all respect yeah. to Roger Deakins.
1: I'm <laughs> telling you 2019 was like a different reality. It's like, yeah. I yeah. mean,
3: which, which Uncut Gems kind of feels like, but yeah. like, mm. like it, it feels like a different reality, but it's also so specific. I So I, I couldn't wait to tell you this, like very boring story um, about my life um, related to this movie. So like a, few weeks ago, my boyfriend and I went into Manhattan to get like ramen and we like never like go into Manhattan for like dinner, but we just wanted to go to the specific ramen place that was just in this like that we had heard about that was like in the Diamond District. Um, Just like at this really weird, like it's like one of those like New York restaurants where you walk up these like really like kind of like sketchy set of stairs and then Mm. the restaurant's just like on top and below it was like one of those jewelry places and we were walking around and my boyfriend just said, oh my God, like we're, this is like literally, we're in a Uncut Gems right now. And if you just like look in all these windows and it's like all these people who just, it it just looked like the movie. Like everyone in that movie was so well cast, like all of, every every single person they thought about so well. They look like real people. They look like real people. I think, I I don't remember if some of them are, real people who work there. They are. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like I I know
0: like the, the pawn shop owners. Yeah. And Howard goes to, to to give uh, KG's ring. Like, like, it's it's just
3: this, and it's just so interesting that this safety's just completely understood this like very specific part of New York city so well um, that I I don't think a lot of other, maybe no other filmmakers could have made that movie um, because they just didn't know that part of, New York as well as they did um Mm -hmm. it's just it it, it, it's really incredible to see like you really just feel like you're walking in the movie and you just get that as you're like walking on seventh avenue and like whatever street I don't even remember what street we were on you just started to feel that really chaotic anxious energy all over again (laughs) Um, because it just looks and feels like the movie does
1: and it doesn't let yeah. up, just just no. like I'm sure New York <laughs> yeah. doesn't let up. And
0: the moments of levity are just like so brief. They,
1: they yeah, feel like that they're there. Like I think it
0: would be unwatchable. Like some, like criticisms you hear about good times that there's no debriefing.
3: But um, yeah, but that's kind of what they're doing, and they're doing that intentionally. At least I mm-hmm. think I. I I remember at the time like when the movie came out everyone was saying oh my gosh this movie stressed me out even my friend my dear friend Emmy who saw it was like oh my gosh that really stressed me out oh my god and I'm like that made me feel re- more relaxed than anything I've ever <laughs> seen in my life because for me it's it embodies that like I like that chaotic anxious new yorker energy in a way that I'm like it's
2: that,
0: familiar.
3: Excuse me. It's from it, Yes, it's very familiar to me. It's like cheesy to say, but it's like home to me. Um, mm. So for me, this is a movie. You're from New York?
0: Or have you just no, lived there for a while? No,
3: I've just lived there for... Since 2013, which is not as mm. long, you know. I mean, it, it, one could argue that I'm not a New Yorker, but it's very much my home. You um, saw Francis
1: Ha and you were like, I gotta go to New York. Oh,
3: no, I mean, I, I wanted to... <laughs> I I wanted to go to New York like ever since I was like like 8 years old. Yeah. Um but um I I actually I I made my mom I had I shared a room with my older sister. This is like an unnecessary unnecessary personal anecdote, but I shared a room with my older sister for most of my life and then when I was 11, I asked my mom if I could take we had this just like random storage closet that was really small and i asked her if i can make that my bedroom so i could practice for living in a small apartment in new york um and i did that um
1: that's wicked
3: yeah i'm so badass my god um <laughs> But um, yeah, going to ramen
0: shops and now this.
3: So so uncut gems is for me a movie that I'll just put on if I have a bad day, if I'm feeling stressed out. Like I'll just put uncut uncut gems on, like in the background, um, to to soothe myself, which makes me sound like a completely insane person. But so did the people who, at the beginning of the pandemic, were watching Contagion. Um, yeah. which I for, think oh, is break. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, uh... for, yeah. Which, yeah, I guess I'm doing the same thing, but it like, to me, <laughs> that's crazier. Um, so for me, Uncut Gems is legitimately a comfort movie. And it's what we can um, say,
0: capital C comfort movie.
3: And like Tyler said, for me, it's also an embodiment of all of my interests. I was a basketball bitch. Um, very much a basketball person. Um and just like the New York energy of it all. Um and I also remember that summer. It takes place in is it like the spring of 2012? So spring of twenty twelve. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's so specific twenty twelve. and it's Perfect. and so this felt very personal to me because in the spring that of, iPhone
0: four is central to <laughs>
3: it is the in the yeah. spring of twenty twelve I was um living in Boston. And it was and I was like going out to like bars like every night during the playoffs, like watching all these games. So I like remember watching all of those games from that playoffs like there. And it was just like a really exciting time. It was like the most engrossed I had ever been um, in any NBA finals or whatever, because I mean, I grew up in North Carolina and we like had the Charlotte Hornets for a few years and then they like, we didn't have them. And then they came back um, and they were never particularly good. So i never really had any NBA team to root for. So it was, it was a very, very exciting time. Um, and it felt so, even though I know the Safties brothers have no idea who I am, it felt very personal and specific to a specific time in my life that I think also made me feel good. So thinking about that summer or it's spring or whatever, I was like, oh, like, I feel comfortable because I remembered this part of my life in a good way. Even though it was very bad for Howard, it was perhaps better for me.
1: It was basically the exact opposite for me because, uh, if you recall, in the movie, the Celtics are playing Philly, and the reason they're playing Philly is because Philly beat the Bulls after Derrick Rose tore his Mm ACL. Which was basically the worst moment of my life. I felt my entire life flash before my eyes in that moment. I was like, I, "Fuck this! I'm never yeah, watching I, basketball again."
3: Yeah. <laughs> like. I'm uh, I'm originally from Chicago, so I am also a Chicago mm. Bulls person. So I, I feel that. I, yeah. I know that. I know that people from Chicago, especially all of my relatives, feel that pain very very deeply. So I get it.
1: Yeah, I had, like, PTSD watching it. (laughs) But, no, I love that about the movie, how it's 100%, like, they actually show the games. It's 100% exactly as it was. And, like, I just recently watched uh, the Keanu Reeves movie Hardball.
3: Oh, hell yeah.
1: Which I love, but semi-ironically, but... uh, they have NBA games in that movie too, but they are clearly not real NBA games. They're like <laughs> like budget NBA like knockoffs or whatever. It's not real yeah. teams. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like the vibes uh, are so much worse because of it.
0: Yeah, and that's the whole reason they need to swap out different players to make the games exactly uh, match up with each other. Like It's something like two amazing games and one off game just so they can have a reason for that for the uh, opal affecting so much of kg's life it it, it, just like you know for me i break this movie down i try to like like sometimes they will try to break movies down in like one sentence like sure like that's obvious and like that's like the themes or whatever um that's like so obvious but for me this is like about kg and howard looking at the opal and seeing two completely different things, like Howard just sees greed and wealth and materialism, and like I, I was just like shocked at like the, seeing this for the first time in the theater, and like seeing all the things that KG sees, um, like the his like his family in the past and his career and like who he is as a person, um, and then yeah, and then oh my god, and then the K, like the glass shatters, um, <laughs> you know, and then like you kind of, you just understand that moment like this this rock really does you are convinced that it has powers and like the sound yeah. has so much to do with it. Um, like that score from Chain, like this, oh my God, the score, Jeez. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to break the glass, like, oh, well, who's going to clean this up? I told you not to. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. I need to get my hands on that stone. I think so I can have some <laughs> visions about my life. I need yeah. to figure some. Look at what you do maybe... when you're
0: digging through fish. At...
3: Yeah, I'm <laughs> thinking now. Maybe if I have it, Joker will cease to exist. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's possible. Yeah,
1: the Ethiopian Jews. All our wildest dreams will come true. <laughs> mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and it's just you know aside from like. There's there's an argument to be made, and it, I think it was made around this time that Kevin Garnett gives like the best performance of any athlete in a, in a film.
3: Oh, absolutely! Uh, or, I was just gonna yeah. say we have to talk about how good he is in this. Mm, I, I mean, yeah. and I, I guess it, to my knowledge, had he ever, I don't know, had he ever like performed before in anything?
0: I, uh, I, I nothing to mind for me. Uh,
3: I, I I guess it just shows how like ath like professional athletes are very skilled and they have to have the same kind of charisma as an actor mm-hmm. but he he just does that but also is very good at acting it's just a, a, a lot of professional athletes who do acting are pretty good but they're it's just because they're kind of being themselves like i would say mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I I do think The Rock... Is like LeBron
0: James and Trainwreck. A little
3: bit. Le, I was just thinking LeBron he's James right. and Trainwreck. I think Charles Barkley is probably one of the best SNL hosts. Because um, yeah, he'll and, just do whatever. And he's like very, very charming. Um, and just like down for whatever. I think he's like really fun in whatever he's in. But they're all, all of... Ray Allen the, and He
0: got Game, right? That's that's his. Yeah, uh, but, but they're all
3: kind of doing... I, I think a lot of them are kind of doing uh, just kind of their thing. Um, And not saying that they're not acting, I'm sure they worked very hard, but even like The Rock, who I think is a pretty good actor, is still just consistently doing The Rock. Um, And Mm. I think um, KG's performance is just so, even though he is playing himself, he's going so much further than just being the KG that we know. Um, He's just doing a lot more, I think, What's the right word like emotional acting and just just more than just kind of being like i'm kg and here's like what i do um, i think he's
0: really understanding what the Safties are asking of him like he's just yeah. so focused and like everything he's i mean in, in, in not in a complimentary way he's very serious the whole time right um yeah and, and like he genuinely believes um that howard is really good at what he's doing but you can also see he's fucking up a lot. He just like wants to, uh, he just wants to be around professionals. Like, um, uh, like Stanfield's character is professional.
3: Yeah, and it it, it almost works. I th- I think the his greatest strength in KGs is that he's not really trying to do a comedic performance. Like he's almost mm-hmm. like the the straight man in the movie. Um, right. Not not in sexuality, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but he's like the most, he's almost, even though his desire for the gem is rid- a little ridiculous, um, he's still almost one of the most level-headed, like most normal characters in the movie um, and kind of grounds it. Um, as absurd as his like story is, he's still like the most... Probably the most grounded in reality character that we have mm. in the movie, um, because it's like Howard and then like <laughs> all these other crazy people, um, which I, mm. and I, I think he just does that so well. And I think the the subtlety that he manages to pull off is probably really difficult for for a professional athlete who's meant to be such a big personality, like he is.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, and it's interesting you bring up Dwayne Johnson considering like wrestling. It invites uh, uh, theater, and theater and and pageantry first, and then like basketball. That's just like secondary. Like you have a game to play, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? and then like like how I understand it, Mari Sondheimer. Like that's why they went to him first, or one of the first that he was he was just like this big heel. Uh, no, like nobody liked him. Uh, and then uh, uh, Kobe Bryant was. I, I think it, maybe I already mentioned Kobe Bryant. He was gonna be in it, but then. Obviously, we all know he won a short for directing. So right, but um... the
1: the other big one, and I think the movie work I think the movie would have worked no matter who they had in that position. But I think mm-hmm. KG's so good in it; it elevates the movie. Um, yeah. At this point, you can't really imagine anybody been. else. Yeah. The only other one I will say who I know they were looking at too—he was their number one choice—was Joel Embiid. He would have been very good i think because like kg he's a larger than life personality um and i'd be curious to know what the movie would have been with him but with him the movie would have been much more present day because he's like a more current player because it's kg is why it's set in 2012 if they had picked a different player it might have changed the timeline um so i think it all worked out perfectly though lightning in a bottle type deal Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this entire ensemble um, is just electric and you can't even fathom why this wasn't not recognized by, I mean, the Oscars, sure, but the SAG, I feel like this would have gone for something like this. Um, Yeah.
2: It
3: it seems like it's, I'm trying to think of the right words. Uh, It I think that the reason it wasn't super successful with award season is that it is so unique. Like it's very, I mean, it gives a lot of people a lot of anxiety. It makes a lot of people very uncomfortable for a lot. For me, it's obviously soothing. I'll
0: the complete opposite. keep yeah. saying
3: that, but for a lot of people, even if they liked it, it's not something they want to think about again. And I understand that. Um, but I think that's probably one of the huge factors. It's And it's, like, it never gives you time to breathe. The Safdies never give you time to catch your breath. And I think that probably made a lot of people feel a little uneasy about it, even if they did like it, maybe for people voting um, for SAG or Oscars or whatever the fuck. Um, it they just weren't thinking about it because they don't want to think about it because they didn't like how the movie made them feel, even if they did enjoy the movie.
0: And it it's funny to think like, there's so many things that are nominated and are in the conversation for award season. I mean, especially even, even this year that we were not going to think about again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, if this were to like go the further, extra, go the extra mile, um, this could be like, wow, we really did something with this, but yeah, no, but like, Sandler's fantastic, like and Dina Menzel. Um like I, I, I love a little detail that they do with Menzel's character that she doesn't find out about um um Julia and Howard's relationship in the movie. Like it's all off screen and like it's yeah. happened before. And mm-hmm. um and and she's just like so over Howard and, and he doesn't even like tuck his kid in to stop watching the game. It's <laughs> it's all just like like in the past and she's and this is the very end. And you feel like there's so much history um baked in because it was all before the movie. Yeah. Ends. And yeah. It feels Both in like, Howard's career and his relationship.
3: Yeah, it feels like instantly the movie is just like every it just feels so lived in and there don't mm-hmm. even really need to be introductions to characters like other movies do. Like everything just kind of starts like in in the middle of things. Um in a way that you don't really need any more context because just the way that the, the writing is so good and the performances are so good that you don't really need anything other than what you're seeing which i think is just like a really really huge and very very difficult accomplishment especially for filmmakers like the Sappies who have not been doing it for a very long time i think it takes a lot of even very very good filmmakers a long time to get to that level but the way that they do it like as skillfully as someone like Scorsese or something is, is like really 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 phenomenal mm-hmm.
0: or Abel Ferreira yeah 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 and like at this point they had only make, been making movies uh, for a decade right uh like Pleasure of Being Robbed only came out in 2009 or 2008 and it's, and it's like this kind of feels like a logical progression and it has still has that indie spirit Mm-hmm. Spirit. It's the awards. I mean, it has still has that indie feeling. I think um, I think
3: Sandler did get nominated at least for Native he won. Spirit. He won yeah. the Indie Spirit. Yeah. I remember yeah. that speech. Okay, I wanted to that make speech sure that is was fantastic. The right yeah. And
0: um, you know, the only speech that topped Sandler that night was the Safety speech for when they won Best Director because mm-hmm. they kept you know talking over each other and it was like oh that's yeah. such a good. Bit. It makes so, sense that like, that's oh, so the great.
3: kind of awards show it was successful at because that mm-hmm. audience is the kind of audience that likes Uncut Gems a lot. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, uh, I re-listened to, uh, the Safdie's conversation with Sean in fantasy when this came out and the story that Benny Safdie tells is like, he was walking to production or, or, or uh, walking around in the demons district and they were shooting it. And he sees all these trailers and all these crew members. And he's like, wow, I wonder what movie they're shooting. They were <laughs> shooting Uncut Gems. And he had no idea because he had never been around set uh, yeah. for his own film that had this many people working on it <laughs> and it still feels like something that could be made by by the people who made daddy long likes
2: yeah
0: um but just with more money and and that's really cool that they have that they hold that same integrity
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i mean is this definitely uh your favorite from them so far yes
3: Oh yeah, it's my favorite for yeah. sure. I mean, I
0: I, I I haven't they haven't made anything I, I've disliked, so it's like yeah, that's...
3: I would say that too. I I would just say and I really really liked Good Time um, and Daddy Long Legs, but I think I've rewatched Good. I, I rewatched Good Time like right before Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. but if I'm gonna like be reaching for an, a Safety movie, I'm. it's always gonna be Uncut Gems. And when yeah. I think of Safties, I'm always gonna think of uh, Uncut Gems before anything else? else. All respect to Robert Pattinson, who was great <laughs> in Good Times. Yes. Um, yeah. w- and it's, it, it is a really great movie um, and very underappreciated, but I think uh, Uncut Gems is just so, just, fe- just feels like it embodies them so well. Um, and since it's so personal to me, uh, for the reasons I already said and will not repeat, um, <laughs> I, I just think for me, that's my quintessential Safdie movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like something like the culmination of everything they've made in between thinking of this movie. Like they could have, I'm pretty sure they said they even like started writing this before, uh, Pleasure of Being Ruts came out or, When they were doing when like it premiered or something like that, Mm. and there were 160 drafts of the script because of how many people were swapped in and out of roles. Um, Wow. And yeah, and and it's like, and it makes sense how fucking great this is because it's so fine tuned.
3: Yeah, but it it, it, and it gosh, like that's and it was so like their story was so tight that they could adapt it to all of these different casting possibilities. Like I'm sure the screenplay would probably be a little different. If Howard was played by Jonah Hill, or if like I forget the other people that they asked to Sasha Baron you, Cohen, Sasha Baron Cohen, or like if if they had LeBron James instead of K, KG, like that's a different like they, that's a different mm. movie. But it's also they're confident enough that it's the same movie that it's a little bit different. But like you know, like it, it's just. It, I I just love that confidence that they were they were so confident in this whole project that they didn't let like anything in casting like bring them down and they just kept changing it to adjust to what they had. Like that that's that's really really cool.
2: Mhm.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh I remember listening to interviews with the Safties around the time when it came out um and I think uh, like Jack, I heard that one that they did with, uh, Sean fantasy. And I think they also did, a podcast on. And you can uh, tell
0: they're all so comfortable around each other. Like they, they felt like friends hanging out.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. And KG yeah. and Sandler were, were doing the press tour together too. And they did some interviews and I loved all those. They, yeah, you could tell great. they had a fondness for each other. But, uh, I remember the Safties did, uh, on the Rewatchables podcast, they did Happy Gilmore, That's and right. they just like you could tell that they love Sandler so much, like since they mm-hmm. were kids, and I think you can feel that when you're watching Uncut Gems, like their admiration for him. They're like, "Wow, we get to make a movie with this guy!" Yeah, um, yeah, they're
0: that definitely yeah.
3: changed over them. Which Yeah, which, like, no offense to Jonah Hill or Sasha Baron Cohen, but I think one of the reasons why it's such a good movie is because of their excitement about adam sandler who they love being the main character in like their passion project that they've been working on for a decade like that that makes a huge difference um and i think like you also said like everyone on the press tour was just like so happy to talk about the movie and just completely Mm -hmm. vibed i think that's another reason why like a star is born was so success successful and why that permeated online too like all the memes and stuff because Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper were like, ridiculous, but in this way that was just like so amazing and made the movie better because everyone cared about it so much. And I think Uncut Gems had that, had a similar effect on everyone because of everyone involved in the movie being so excited about it.
0: But first off, I don't think that we still don't, we still don't talk enough about that um, rendition of Shallow. At the Oscars, mm. uh, oh my god! <laughs> some something was happening right there. Um, uh, it felt like that felt there, like something that we should not have seeing
3: uh, You know what? We'll call it. We'll call <laughs> it pandering. Um, <laughs> that's what it is. It's um, the same. Another... It's the same thing. It's the same thing as Oscar Isaac kissing Jessica Chastain's, Chastain's hand. <laughs> like they were just trying to get people to watch scenes from a marriage.
0: It was reactionary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the the arm holding.
3: But so we love to on. see it anyway. I I love to see <laughs> actors just like making us horny with like pr that a lot of people don't realize is pr so
0: Can't mm-hmm. and they're not even they're so effortless <laughs> at the time when they're doing it yeah
3: uh and, and
0: another podcast i remember coming out at this time is uh the 24 podcast this after he's did with paul thomas anderson um and that's another one where oh, they're just wow. gushing over sandler um right. and, and it's so funny to think about sandler and how perfect he is in this and it's truly one of like the decade's great characters and performances he said no like he said no like twice um and and he's and they were just sort of like driven uh to go after someone they so desperately wanted to work with very early on in their career and it's like they need to and and it's good it's good that honestly like they need to like make a few more movies to like work their way up to
3: yeah yeah i i I don't think it would be as good of a movie if it was like their second if, if they had made this before good time it probably would not be as good it seems like um good time kind of gave them that necessary preparation to make a movie like uncut gems it's like that like running around new york frantically energy that you don't need to like practice if you're a good filmmaker but i think like getting that kind of first movie of the similar energy out first was mm-hmm. necessary for Uncut Gems to be so good.
0: And, and because like Sandler is a generation or two, or Sandler's like my dad's age. Yeah. Like generation, uh, behind the Safdies mm-hmm. It's sort of like a logical next step, uh, ahead of Rob Hanson. Yeah. Cause like, they're starting to work with other great actors, um, outside of people from their circle. Um, but then, like Sandler, they knew how they wanted to use him, and he just gave himself over to them. Yeah. It was such a mutual understanding of of their goals. Um, because, like the running around New York, like that's watchable. Like that's like Abel Ferreira's thing, and it's and it's so like numbing. And uh, yeah, like that's a whole different uh, like vision of New York. But but this, there's such a love for not only the city, but like the love that characters have for one another, like. Uh, Connie from Good Time, he just loves his brother and, like, uh, the dad from Daddy Long Legs like, loves, loves his kids. It's been a minute since, since I've seen that one. I forget the character's name.
3: Yes, yeah, Sam.
0: And, like, um, uh, and Howard, like, he just loves his family, you know? It's, that's the one thing um, uh, that's, like, the one thing that he can't take his mind off of because he he's, like, so unfocused from everything else. Yeah,
3: it's, like, right like a the irony that. is that and while it is true... That he loves his family, it's like he's also like he'd also rather continue watching like yeah. sports yeah. rather than like tucking his child in. And he's like, you know, hooking up <laughs> when with he's Julia holding Fox. With the phone up to his face. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I was so- gonna say, does he love his family?
1: I'm not 100% on that. Like, I don't know if his family loves him, but yeah, I, 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 I think, I I think that he
3: does, but it's he's. I, I think that there's a lot of layers because he's clearly a very selfish, self-serving person. So he does love his family, but he perhaps loves his own pleasure over his family, which doesn't mean that mm-hmm. he doesn't love his family, but his priorities are definitely not. Um... He
0: likes the idea of being a dad. You know, He treats yeah. the idea of being a dad the same that he treats his colonoscopy or uh, <laughs> getting the oat <oatmeal> milk delivered.
1: <laughs> yeah. That scene yeah. with his daughter in the kitchen is pretty telling. Mm. She's basically like, go fuck Just to let like, you know you did great tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so
0: genuine. Yeah, you said it a million times. <laughs> what is Wait, that, sorry. barbecue chicken? That smells
2: great.
1: <laughs> so, someone notable we haven't mentioned at all yet is Julia Fox. Oh, oh yeah. is another L-star. big part of this movie, and kind of a star making role although i'm not sure because considering what she's done since then hasn't mm-hmm. been too much right
0: it's just been private chat and uh on no sudden move I, yeah I'm understanding.
1: hopefully she starts yeah. getting more roles. but yeah i think she's great yeah. in this
2: um,
0: oh, I'm yeah i'm not sure she's how really they found for- her yeah. i i think uh through sex work or um it, it, that's someone else that's like She's just a real person that happens to be like, right. around the, that area, and I think she's
1: like Long Island native. I, yeah, but I can't remember the exact like, casting process. And I think I think they got real lucky with her, just like KG, where she kind of just like falls into the movie and becomes like integral to it. Um, mm. The way the way you can tell she really loves Howard, maybe uh, to a fault. I think that's
0: genuine. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's genuine where, oh, yeah. like, Howard's selfishness, um, gets in the way mm-hmm. of his of his own undoing. And it's like, <laughs> and it's funny, that, that scene with The weekend. um, I, lo- I love that moment and love that, <laughs> that, um, that sparring of, of word that exchange of words between them. Um, it's so real and it's so visceral and uncomfortable. Um, Josh Shafty tells this story, uh, and, and one in and that entertainment weekly round table with, with him and Tina Menzel, uh Julia Fox and Sandler. He was walking out of the theater for for one of the screenings and two of the producers were in an argument with, with another group about like what they would do if um their girlfriend was um trying to make a deal with the weekend and like what's the line there? <laughs> and that's and that's really funny to think like yeah. she touches him, it's
1: out. It's <laughs> but that's another 2012 thing, right? Um yeah, the know. weekend was definitely I'm trying to remember when his so, mixtapes were coming so, out and, and so, I think it was in the, um, what I remember also hearing, sorry Carrie. I wasn't it was,
3: it was a kid. I wasn't weekends. a child. I was an adult in 2012. So I so <laughs> yeah. in in 2012 I was listening to the weekend. Um but he wasn't very he was not nearly as on the level as he is now. It was like, I was, I like discovered his music because, because it was on like NPR's podcast, you know, mm. it was like, um, it, it, it was, it, I don't know if his album had come out.
1: Yet, no, but he hadn't you know. even released his first album yet. That yeah. would have been like 2013, but yeah. his, mix, his mixtapes were popular though.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But, but it wasn't like on the radio. Um, right. so so so, it is, so so that the weekend was like a really really interesting because i would not imagine um someone like howard in 2012 knowing who the weekend is Well, he so, didn't all
1: right? yeah who the he, fuck is the weekend
3: yeah who, yeah. yeah so, so which yeah. is why it works so well but it's also funny
0: he's going to be big he's going to be especially
3: blow up. yeah it, it was so funny especially like in 2019 and now like the weekend is like now, like one of the most famous people. Mm. Like, and he had like one of the most like listened to most popular songs of all time now. Um So, so that's context... remember
0: like in in the past Super Bowl like that clip of him like
3: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah. So was,
3: now like, really he, now he's just yeah. like just as like famous as Adam Sandler. So yeah. it's it, it it's just really interesting that they they chose him and. and he he was just like the perfect level of fame at in that timeline to have as that specific character. It's it, it's very amusing to me mm-hmm. because I and I remember people being like, oh, like I don't think the weekend was like making stuff in like two. I don't think he was around in 2012, and I'm like, he certainly was. That was the time I was listening to him. I don't really listen to his music anymore, but it's not really for mm-hmm. me. But mm-hmm.
0: yeah. That's I was, like, that's a, was, like, I was like, well,
3: that's when I was listening to The Weeknd, so it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: that's
3: annoying. when I
0: discovered The Weeknd. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and when they see Damani, uh, and Damani's like, we're, we're here for the same fucking reason. Do you hear The Weeknd perform? And, and it's like, yeah, I guess everybody does know who this is, even though a few uh, scenes earlier in the beginning, uh, Julia's like, yeah, he's The Weeknd, he's going to blow up, and then like, He just is blowing up. Like he's so popular. Like everyone around New York knows who he is.
3: Yeah, definitely. Oh gosh, this is like I think like my favorite scene in the movie is the scene when they're like walking out of the club, arguing and like screaming at each other. She's like, they're like walking on the streets of New York. I'm like, if you've lived in New York and dated someone, you've probably like have had a maybe not similar. Like I wouldn't say I've ever been in a relationship like that. But you've definitely had a moment when you're just like straight up having an argument in the middle of the street, and you don't give a shit who hears because yeah. you're just like so mad and it's it's so just, unabashed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just like so passionate, and it, it's just so funny. And I think it's it's really incredible that Julia Fox is so funny, and when her like counterpart in the Film is Adam fucking Sandler. Like it's. <laughs>
2: no, you tell a fucking guy he's so. He's getting yeah, so. No, no, I one fucking power DJ's power. gonna power. play his power. shit. Power. I know every power. Power. fucking DJ in this town. Fuck all you losers. Power. Power. Yeah, you power. smell power. like his fucking cologne. We didn't do anything, Howard. Yeah, right, right. Fucking power. wash him. Get blew the- a huge fucking sale for me! Why were you selling your fucking hot snacks? Oh.
1: Throw oh my, my God. Whole fucking life away for this skank over oh, here. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm oh. a fucking.
1: Fuck
2: Listen, you Howard. Talk. You knew what the fuck it was when you
3: met me. That's okay? right. Yeah, that's yeah. why I never.
2: I wish I never fucking met you. Right here.
3: Oh, wow. Oh. That's great, get Howard. Howard? Get out of Howard. my way. Howard. Go
2: fuck the weekend, alright? We didn't fucking do anything! Go, go off for of me. Go, 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 fight, go, go, go. Good night. Bye. Get the fuck away. Howard. Go. Howard? Howard, get, oh, get the the fuck out of the fucking car. car. Get the fuck out of the way.
3: Oh, what are you gonna do, Howard? Huh? What are you That's gonna it. do, big, big tough guy? What do you fucking do? Get fuck out of here!
2: Get the fuck away! Go fuck the guy! Fuck you, Howard! What? I'll see you now! I'll see you now! Let's go!
3: She she's yeah. and she really she she's probably the funniest. Like she's like kind of the comedic relief, but never at like her own expense. Um she's just inherently very funny. Um so which which I really really enjoyed about the movie. Like they're never particularly making fun of her. Like sometimes they kind of are, but um, she's mm-hmm. just, she's just so naturally funny that it just, that's, the, to me, like, she's kind of the levity of the movie. Yeah. Um,
0: she's like the movie secret weapon for sure. Yeah,
3: Like, she, or like, especially the, the scene when she's like waiting in his apartment is <laughs> like that. I don't know. People say they didn't have time to breathe. I'm like, I had plenty of time to breathe when they were, like, sexting and while she was, like, hiding in his apartment. <laughs> like, I, I yeah, think I
0: that was everyone. nice. Yeah. Yeah, in that moment when they were sexting, like, um, the date next to me, they were, like, they were, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, they were, like, cringing so hard. I remember, I remember that pretty well. Um, and Yeah, and in that Entertainment Weekly roundtable that I, that I mentioned, uh, Menzel and Fox were really um, so grateful that the Safis wrote women that, that had, um, like, uh, intentions and, Mm -hmm. you know, they weren't like damsels in distress or anything. It's more just like, um, that agency, but, um, yeah. And, you know, like that fight scene, it's, it's like any great movie or scene that you, you haven't like been there specifically, but you know, the feeling that it's trying to, oh, oh,
3: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, their their fights in the movie, both with uh, Fox and Menzel, they feel they don't feel like comically like over the top at all. Like they're they feel very true to life. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I, I was I was looking forward to that scene from the trailer
1: when um, Menzel
0: and Sandler have that confrontation, and he's like, "Come on, give me another shot," and and she's like, "Howard, I hate you. I hate your face." <laughs> I never want to see, see you again if I have my way, and that is. And I, I saw this video uh, one time where they pointed out um, Menzel is sort of like the critics of Sandler, and I thought that was really interesting. Hmm. That's those are the people that can't stand his like post late nineties run of comedies. Um, that I wish I could just forget who you are because I can't stand you. And hmm. thought of, but I I think I thought about the meta aspect of Sandler's casting, but not so much anyone else.
3: Well, I I was just, I was just thinking while you're talking about that scene in particular, I think Idina Menzel's casting was also very, very similar to Sandler's. I mean, she's, to me, she's Elsa from Frozen and the, the what's her name from Wicked, the witch. Mm. I forget her name. Um, (laughs) But so, so, so so mostly, like, positive, like, kind of, I'm trying to think of the right word, like, more, like, kid-friendly stuff. Like, I know her, I associate her with, like, musicals and, like, a little, kind of like Adam Sandler, like, a little, like, a different, tapping into a different part of mainstream America entertainment, um, but, like, a more um, homey way. Um, Just Mm -hmm. because that's what I think of musicals and like Disney as. So I think her, her casting was also was the perfect balance for Adam Sandler as Howard, because they're almost in a a kind of similar position as celebrities um, and just but doing this like really gritty um, kind of like unfiltered movie um, that no one more expected from adam sandler but definitely not expected from idina menzel like that that performance was like one of the most surprising performances um in a good way that i've seen in a long time
0: yeah and and we kind of mentioned this on our jack and jill episode that i can't believe i just said that actually oh my god Um, but there's (laughs)
3: bless you there's
0: like (laughs) yeah we we covered the razzies last fall it was (laughs) a punishment for no reason um yeah, there's there's like a there's like an ironic like ability to Sandler's comedies uh, in the two thousands a little bit because we've seen through this Meyerowitz stories, which we've also covered, Punch Drunk Love and Funny mm-hmm. People, um, that he's capable of much more than he's producing. Yeah, and that sort of understandably frustrates people, but then because we see the range, we're like, okay, well then you get like passes almost.
3: Yeah, and I, I, I and Uncut Gems uses I think both of those traits that he has like it, it uses his yeah he's a man child absur- Yeah, his absurd childish comedic traits because Howard is kind of almost sees the world like a child would um, and mm-hmm. kind of behaves like one um, mm. but it also uses his uh, unique acting skill um, like dramatic ability as well so I, I think it Kind of brings together the best of both of those worlds that he dabbles in as a Absolutely. as a performer.
1: Yeah, I hope we see more like it from him. I know he said that uh, since he didn't win Best Actor, he's not going to do more movies like this. And I'm like, well, they why always do say us? that shit. Come on, yeah,
3: man. it's not our fault. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't deserve to be yeah. punished because the Academy is a bunch of old fucking white dudes who can't have fun. Right. Maybe maybe when all those old dudes in the academy are dead, he'll do it. He'll give us another one.
1: Mm. One day. Yeah, I mean between this and Mm -hmm. um, and the others you said, punch drunk love, and I really loved Funny People at the time when I was in high school. Two Hundred Appetite. Yeah, it's probably mine. I haven't rewatched it since since that time, but um, Mm. yeah. I I actually now that I'm
0: thinking about it, I saw Funny People when when this came out because. Like that—that that was always another dramatic performance that that I had, that people had always. Talked Funny about.
3: people is, yeah, I I, I, th- I think quite like House of Gucci unfairly maligned, um, <laughs> may maybe even by me because I think at the time people were expecting a Judd Apatow movie starring Adam Sandler to be more comedy like sandler. Yes. they were expecting it to be knocked
2: up
0: we were, expe- we
3: were expecting we were expecting knocked like up we were expecting 40 year old virgin i mean which is mm. which is fair it's a it's it's fair to assume that at that specific time in the late 2000s early 2010s to expect some like a specific type of movie from judd apatow and an actor mm. like adam sandler um so, so that like that makes sense. But I think the more I think about it, and since I've like rewatched it, I think that it is like a actually like really good movie. And his performance in it is really really good.
1: I also mm. I also
3: a weird unrelated take, but I think Seth Rogen in that is really really good too. I think that they yeah. were really really good off of each other. It's it's and it seems it, which makes me think like Adam Sandler just seems like a really really excellent scene partner because like yeah. all of these great things about Uncut Gems are all these like Julia Fox, Idina Menzel, Kevin Garnett, like all of these people probably would not have, I'm not saying that they could not have had the performance that they had if they if it weren't for Adam Sandler, but Adam Sandler, even though he's like the star of the show and his character is so ridiculous, he still allows all of those characters and actors to have their moments in the movie as well.
1: Yeah, I think uh, another one that uh, plays off of Sandler really well is Lakeith. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and at in twenty nineteen when this came out, Lakeith was he was already like a star, right? Oh yeah,
3: yeah. I remember Atlanta's, specifically the being ex- of Atlanta
0: came out and uh, yeah, I I,
3: I remember just, like, specifically yeah. being excited to see him in this, and he I, mm. I he did not disappoint. He's so good.
2: Yeah, and, and
0: he, yeah, I think he had been attached to this for a while too. Like nobody else was going to play to money. Similarly. How the weekend was always going like, to have a role.
1: Yeah, and like like you said, this was uh this and Knives Out came out within like a couple months of each other. Yeah. so he was definitely high, and I think uh Atlanta season two was mm-hmm. right before that. That was the, so. that was 2018. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. God, it's been so long. I know. It's.
3: No. I, think all, we all all it's... I think we can no, all be forgiven. Souls. I think we can no, all, all be forgiven the for not knowing. Years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah know. My God. Um, disgusting. Um, yeah, I, I I feel bad that we didn't really get into the Keith until later, but he he is he mm. is so good, and I I just love how well he just kind of plays the like the guy who just thinks Howard is just so full of shit and annoying.
0: Mm. <laughs> I think he is full of shit and annoying, but also oh, similar. I, 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 you also understand that there's a relationship. Uh, before the movie is is occurring between Dubnyk and Howard,
2: mm-hmm. that
0: you know, Dubnyk for some reason keeps on coming back to Howard, even though yeah. he can do business with so many other people. Like I mean, like he eventually does. But um, I'm, I'm going through Lakeith right now, um, and how how can we forget where we all were when Death Note came out uh, oh, wow. in 2018? I mean, really, truly. yeah. Uh, and I
3: <laughs> I think his character is almost like serves as the Proof that Howard might be annoying as fuck and full of shit. Mm-hmm. And right. just like a lot to deal with. He's kinda like the
0: audience stand but, in. That but regard. you
3: can't help but go back. He's like they, once the once <laughs> I get out, they pull me back in. Like he's like <laughs> he's like that, like with Howard.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Which I think is really, um, really important to establish like all of these other people that Howard is associated with, like including his family. And like his wife, like it's they're just like so annoyed. And even Julia Fox, it's like, they're so annoyed by him all the time, but they like keep going back because he, because it's Howard.
0: Mm. Uh, also worth sh- uh, shouting out the photograph, which I kind of like hold in my mind as one of the last <laughs> movies in theaters before the pandemic with. Uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: That was pretty um, good.
0: I never saw yeah, that. Yeah. that was it's like pretty
3: good. Yeah. I like six that. out of 10, I think. Yeah. Um,
0: Worth mentioning Eric Bogosian. Um, oh, just a perfect foil to Sandler.
3: Oh my like God. The, genuinely, you
0: cannot get much better than. The,
3: the shot of him, like, sitting on the floor, like, in the glass, was definitely, <laughs> yeah. like it, it, I think, to this day, like, but is used a lot online. But I remember. Yeah, and also the gift of him the smoking the a cigarette. Out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that so yeah, good. him on the floor in the little vestibule thing uh that's like ingrained in my brain but i think in the heavy like those were actual people too that's just like Like how
3: we've all been for the past two years (laughs) yeah
1: two years yay actual lockdown but no i love how that whole final sequence of sandler watching the game with the bet on the line and you see um his character he's He has no relation to, like, basketball or sports Mm -hmm. betting, it seems. But you can tell, like, by the end of the game, he's, like, really into it. Yeah. yeah. He's just, like, tilting his head. He's, like, watching, and he realizes they're going to win. And he's like, oh, this is something, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. It's a cool moment. And even though Howard is at the end of of his career,
0: you feel as though there's... This is, like, that's, like, watching Howard in his prime as a gambler. Yeah. 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 And it's almost like Arno had never seen that before. He'd only heard of how like rushing back to him and like, Oh my God, I scored big this weekend and I got this and that I lost money. But then like I gained money and I'm going to give it to my kids. They're going to go to college or something. And now he's actually like here to witness. Um, and now he's believing him. He's believing him a little bit. Um,
3: yeah. but
0: the people who didn't believe that were the heavies. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I would love to hear what y'all, um, had with your crowd reactions just a huge gasp from, from mine once, once How wait, did I ever see that? I, I might have, but anyway, yeah, but this is like-
3: Oh, like when he got shot?
0: Collective. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I would say my experience was quite like yours, Jack, where it was just one of those movies where the audience was kind of reacting to everything um, yeah, in a yeah, very yeah. amusing we, we, It was way. very interactive. Like, Besides yeah. the kids texting. Besides the kids, yeah, except for the- the kids texting um everyone in yeah, general i mean those and round, this, was, scoundrels. this was this was in brooklyn like opening night so it was definitely like besides the two teens obviously a crowd that was like super hyped for this movie and knew what I'm the jealous. movie was going to be awesome. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's Mine it's, was a
0: packed house in my local yeah. AMC, so it was like nice. so crushing. No,
3: it's that's that's it's really exciting. Um, it, it, it's exciting when every when you can just kind of feel that everyone is engrossed and it and all all enjoying the movie. Um, mm-hmm. especially a movie like this. Um, so yes. when he was shot, there were like gasps, and then I remember, after like a few seconds like some i think it was like a woman it was like a female voice was like oh it was like a really weird it it was but then i personally was just laughing like i was i was I i would have been laughing too which but but not even at that like i was already laughing because i thought it was like kind of funny um like i don't think it's funny that he like died but I think the way it was shot and the way it was just like choreographed I thought was just really really amusing and it just it was just so shocking that my initial reaction was just laughing I, I laughed at a lot of things in this movie that a normal person probably it's would hysterical. not laugh at yeah. it's I, I think it's hysterical so
2: yeah
3: I'll admit it. I I just like honestly thought that the ending was funny, and I thought that I I think uh, there's a lot of people who love the movie, um, who I've talked to who do not like that it ended that way, but I can't imagine it ending in any other way, um, and being satisfying. It's like it, it yes. it's not like what's the point of the story if Howard like wins the money, oh. you know, um. I, that just doesn't seem like the kind of story that they were trying to tell. Like, it, and it, although his death is super shocking, if you think about it, it's like, what what else would have happened to him? Like, he's a reckless person who not not saying that he deserved to get shot, but he.
0: It's perfect karma. Yeah. It's, it's, it's per- cool he thing. kind
3: of had it coming. Like that guy would like he and he was agitating that guy like the whole movie like it made sense that that's what it was building up to the
1: whole time. Mm -hmm. That's all right. I'm going to start writing the fan fiction where Holland (laughs) lives and him and Julia go off together to paradise and (laughs) uncut gems two starts. Yeah. The bigger score, the bigger gem. (laughs) The bigger gem.
0: Yeah. And he could really admire the Howard ass tattoo. Like it was meant to be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, you know, like there was, there's relief in this as, as well as, um, a a signal that this was, this was always meant, it was karma, relief, sadness. Like it's, it's a whole bunch of things, but because like Howard is a nuisance and he's making you uncomfortable and he's not doing any good to anyone in his life, you still kind of root for him. And it's fascinating to see someone who's, who's like this nuanced and and like well-constructed, like you hate them, you love them, but.
3: Yeah. yeah um sorry um i just have to get going as soon as we can so could we just like start wrapping up yes if yes, that's absolutely.
0: possible
3: sorry um i didn't i just like looked at the clock i was like oh my gosh <laughs>
0: <laughs> um i didn't realize either yeah 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 um, you got an auction to go to you got a gem yeah i got I
3: I, I I got a gem to buy guys <laughs> yes. yeah, well, sorry i got i got on. an appointment i got an appointment in the diamond district <laughs> i gotta buzz um, some doors
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to crack them open. Yeah, yeah. Um, which that, yeah, that part is just like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a few more thought, quick thoughts though. Yeah, it's it's insane um, to think about that that whole door buzzing sequence because there's so much awkward tension that you can still feel in that room. Um, like Howard constantly buzzing, buzzing in, and he's like, "I don't want to be an asshole. I really, truly don't." And it's like, oh my god, that's like the most condescending thing to to say right now. And he's like constantly performing as a salesman um Mm -hmm. but rather like he but at the same time like trying to crank this door open and like smacking with the hammer oh the sound guys the sound oh yeah and like i i the Safties like seeing all their movies now have kind of like made me so aware of uh of like constant dialogue in in real life and like um yeah
1: yeah they're very good with the sound design and um yeah, it, it's not like a tenant where it's like this is how people actually speak. But you're like, yeah, but like I can't hear what they're saying. So like, how would I know that? But in in the Safdie's movies, it is it does feel like real life, but at the same time, you can still hear everything. So I think that's a compliment to their s- sound design.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We should we should uh, hop over. We should walk over to favorite scene.
0: Uh mm-hmm. pretty soon but Ty, would you like like forty five minutes on Mike Francesa? How long are
1: we are we thinking? <laughs> oh, oh wow. I I was wondering if his name was come would come up. <laughs> yeah. His casting in this is definitely like another ode to uh this athlete just being like about this shit. Like they know what they're doing. New Yorkers, um, New York sports. So yeah, Francesa his he's good in this too. Yeah, real good. Yeah. As uh, I don't want this
0: watch. I have plenty of watches, probably fell out of a truck when like, it's the
1: delivery. It's just absolutely insane.
0: Yeah. Like I like when he goes into that kitchen and Sailor's like, Oh, you gotta make a meatballs back there. Like um and he's talking to somebody about how carrots don't belong in a salad. <laughs> and, like that's what cuts him off. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean that's bullshit. Carrots do belong in a yeah, salad. Yeah. I'm just they say, do.
2: yeah. yeah.
0: Um Carrie, you already give us her favorite scene. Are you sticking with uh, Julia and Howard's fight? Oh,
3: absolutely! Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, awesome! Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, Ty, do you have yours? Um, I was thinking about this earlier, and I would say, um, so I guess right before Carrie's, uh, when they're in the club with the weekend, um, I love. You know Howard's standing there like, and the lights all around him, and he's just like stand there watching uh Weekend and yeah. Julia. Yeah, and um, he's
0: like, like does that? Like, his yeah, Wait, with what? his jaw, yeah. he's like
1: getting more and more pissed. I'm like, this is good. <laughs> um, and I love that weekend song too. That's off House mm-hmm. of Balloons. I'm mm-hmm. getting perfect uh, callback to that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that'd be my scene.
2: Week in the mic. Where the fuck's the black light? What's going on back there? No, I asked for black light. I'm not performing until there's fucking black light on this fucking stage. Put on the black light! And, I, and that,
0: that scene has a great moment when the weekend is demanding to have the black light turned on. He's not going to perform yeah. <laughs> until it's turned on. But, but then it's sort of like, it takes you out of for a good reason. It takes you out of the movie for, for a time. I think like, Oh wait, this is literally the staff. He's like making the movie look a little better. <laughs> it's right. like, yes, the venue is going to look sick, but also like the movie is going to, it, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, A scene, like, usually I I try to use favorite scene to, like, mention something else that we hadn't touched on. Um, For me, that's, like, a scene that not only is one of my favorite exchanges, but also has one of my favorite pieces of music. And it's called Windows. And it's just, like, this constant chanting and, like, uh, collision of, like, drumming beats. Mm -hmm. And it's the scene when uh, Howard is explaining to KG about the bets that he's going to make. And he's thinking of all these ideas to, to... you know fly julia out to mohegan's son give her the money out the window and um and it's right before arno and the goons come back in
2: right
0: when uh, uh like kg's trying to go- negotiate like uh yeah all this stuff and, he's, and he has that monologue um about like this is his game and you have your game and we're both trying to succeed oh my god it's oh goddamn unreal <laughs> you,
2: you want to win by one point of fucking 30 points kg Right? I see you out there when the fucking stadium's all booing you. You're 30 up, you're still going full tilt. Let's see with Vegas. What has Vegas got you guys out tonight? Take a look. Let's see. Are you, are you serious? You're gonna put this up right here? Look at this shit. The Sixers are supposed to win the game tonight, they
1: think. I don't keep tracking on that shit.
2: They, they think good. on game seven, you're not gonna get fucking 18 points. They don't think you're gonna get eight rebounds? These guys don't know shit about bull. What the fuck are they doing? Doesn't that make you want to fucking kill them? Doesn't that make you want to say, fuck you for doubting me? Doesn't that make you want to step on fucking Elton Brand's fucking neck?
1: Come on, KG. This is no different than that. This is me. All right? I'm not a fucking athlete. This is my fucking way. This is how I win. Uh-
0: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And that whole that whole Mo- Mohegan son and like Wayne Diamond became a meme for <laughs> for a second uh he's like the cartoon character that yeah. Julia stumbles into a Mohegan son. Yeah. But that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, this one's really, really great. It feels in uh, around this time right now, as as this is coming out, it's gonna be in the Criterion collection. So like
1: Yes. Deserved. Yeah that just came okay. out. I wanted to pick it up, but uh just ended up watching it on Netflix. So mm-hmm. it's also in 4K like a couple on of there. Peasants, Yeah, I just I just like yeah. I already
3: own it on iTunes or whatever. It's like already in my digital library, mm-hmm. so
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um this one yeah, this one certainly feels like a
1: stone cold classic already. But, but maybe yeah, I'll like just get the
3: Criterion it. edition just to have it, like, on display for no reason. Yes. In my Probably
1: home. have to, For a yeah. work of art. Sure, they yeah. have some cool extras in there. Yeah, yeah it has there. tons I of... Do
3: have, I do have an Uncut Gems t-shirt from A24 that I spent, like, an insane amount of money on.
0: Do you have the basketball wear... shorts? I do. <laughs> I have
3: multiple pairs. They're really good for, like, working out and stuff. Um, Amazing. I, um, I, lo- I love those basketball shorts. The only thing I don't have is the damn basketball.
1: I'm thinking We're about just, getting a howie uh, tattoo on my ass. Uh, that might be a bit We much... are as
3: as we all are.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um should we go should we split on the Furby or is that
3: Oh, I love the Furby. I I Yeah. I I would Move around I would eyes. do that. Yeah. yeah. Right. We we could like do like do a whole schedule. We have it for several months at a time.
0: Yes. Yes. Um one more the uh mm-hmm. Just uh, the um the whole family gathering. That's also just like insane. And Oh like,
3: yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's Passover, right? Yeah, Passover, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's in spring. That's
3: almost fun. like to me, maybe even so one specific. of the most like stressful, most anxiety and most anxious scenes in the movie yeah like that that and, whole isn't that thing. The
0: moment when howard is checking his weight when he's breaking up with julia yeah <laughs> yeah it's like oh my god dude just <laughs> um yeah, okay uh yeah carrie whitmer thank you so so much oh for thank you this was so fun happy to talk yeah, about
3: yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time
0: yeah um please come back soon
3: oh i will thank I mean, you so much for great. having me guys it was so um, fun was um,
0: great yeah great movie to you do on the internet What? uh, Do you have have anything to promote or plug?
3: Uh, I guess you can just follow me on Twitter. I am at Carrie's Not Scary, um, and I usually post my work. Um, I write for Vulture, The Ringer, The Cut, ID, several other places you've probably heard of. Um, Yeah, so nothing specific to plug, but I do have a lot of stuff upcoming because it is the end of the year. So, nice. lots yeah. of movies and TV stuff coming your way that will hopefully yeah. not be super boring to read.
1: Yeah, be on the lookout. Yeah. Uh, Ty, how about yourself? Uh, I am, as always, on Twitter and letterbox at T Money Talks. Nice. Yeah.
0: I <laughs> love to see it. Um, and yeah, I'm on Twitter, Jack H. Draper. I am on Letterboxd um and work uh for film writing is on the simple cinephile and my own personal medium as well as like soon to be like um film writing on boston hassle which is exciting nice uh, nice next week we have um uh kind of like the opposite of this like in a really underrated little comedy that I'm, I'm really excited to do because I think it doesn't have enough attention. It's called Sleeping With Other People.
3: Oh, I love that one. Um,
0: yes, love that one. Hell yeah. Um, Gabby Ari, our most recurring guest, is going to be back on here, my good friend. And, uh, yeah, exciting, exciting stuff. Sudeikis, uh, Alison Brie. Love that
1: yep. movie. Excited for that one. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Remember, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at ETTpod. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Exiting2010s. You can email us at ExitingThroughThe2010s at gmail.com. And we will catch you next time on Exiting Through the (laughs) 2010s.